0: Welcome to Walking Through Glass the Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown, founder of the Lead Her Shift movement, international best-selling author, speaker, and executive coach. I'm affectionately known to my clients as the Catalyst, because I make shift happen. My purpose in life is to inspire, empower, and transform lives. I wake each morning with the mission to help you lead with confidence speak with influence, and connect strategically by getting out of your own head so you can lead. By lead, I mean learn, experience, apply, and develop. Walking Through Glass, the podcast, is not about breaking through the glass ceiling. It is about the struggle we face on our journey, walking through the glass. Fear, anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, limited beliefs, negative self-talk, and other BS. You know, belief systems that get in the way of us living the life we dream and desire. It's time to make the shift to clarity, confidence, and consistency. Are you ready for real talk with real solutions? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Walking Through Glass, the podcast. I am very excited to bring you episode one of season three this season is all about getting hefa in check yes we're going to tell Heifa to shut the heck up so here's a little here's here's to set the tone for you um for this season i want to share a few things with you and i will tell you in full transparency that the kickoff episode has changed about 10 times and I was so caught up in my head about what to say, you know, how to say it and what I wanted to deliver that you guessed it I was stuck in my head. And so I decided that, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there to you. So, what I want to say to you is that I am stuck in my head almost every single day. I do this tug of war and this battle with these conversations in my head between, you know, me and Heifa and what I know to be right. And so I want to not only share my hacks, my takeaways, and my how to deal with getting Heifa in check. I also want to know, what are you doing? So please, please, please do me a solid. Number one, If you haven't already done so, please give us a, listen to a couple of episodes, even from season two, but I want you to follow, 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 follow Walking Through Glass, the podcast, because I tell you what, I can't be the only woman struggling with that inner bully, that inner critic, dealing with those issues of self-doubt and imposter syndrome, that seems to get in the way sometimes of me getting to my next greater. So I ask for you to not only subscribe, like, follow, share, but once you've listened to an episode of two, please, please, please leave us a review, preferably on iTunes. So I did not want to be remiss to get that out there to you. And I'm gonna ask you again at the very end, to, to, to do the same. Why? Because I know that this podcast can be that deciding factor to help someone shift their mindset or have that shift mentality so that they can show up every day as the best version of themselves. So let's go ahead and get into it. This is all about being raw, raw and real with you. And the format for Walking Through Glass, the podcast is really about authentic conversations. I am not perfect. I am not trying to be perfect. And I battle and deal with the same struggles. Now, what I've done is I've created some systems and some strategies to help me continue to move forward. And I want to share those with you. So it's a little bit of storytelling, but a lot of it of get your ish together so that you can live your very best life today. You see. You cannot rise above the image you have for yourself. Your image is controlled by a mental blueprint we have inside our subconscious mind. And it dictates where we think we belong. I call my subconscious voice Heffa. Do you have a name for yours? If you don't have a name, be thinking about what you want to call that chick and for all you men listening what do you want to call that dude and that dude is the one that whispers ever so slightly into your ear and sometimes it's for your own good but other times mm, it's for your stagnation it's for your sabotage you see the hefa has saved me from making a few horrible decisions like not going on the second date with that creep who wanted to date my breast and not me but she's also interfered with me pursuing my dreams. She whispers things like, who do you think you are? Are you sure you can do that by yourself? Oh, oh, here's the best one yet. It's remember the last time you tried that and failed? She doesn't stop. And here's the spoiler alert, she never will. Because Hafa is you. Hafa is all the recordings, all the tapes, all the programming that has been accumulating and stored in your subconscious mind since the dawn of your time. She's always talking to me. So what I had to do, I learned to talk back to her, literally and figuratively. What I did was I made the unconscious conscious, and I fight Hafa on my territory, the conscious now. So when all those thoughts are rumbling in my head and I feel kind of stuck because I've had a whole conversation with everybody, I mean, from start to finish, inside my head, I pause and I actually bring it to the conscious now. And this season, I'm going to be talking a lot about that. So here's a few more things. Have I always done things right? No. But will I spend the rest of my life ruminating about the things I cannot change? No. Can I script a new narrative aligned to who I am now? Absolutely, and you can too. Owning your I am story is the key to creating a positive self image, to build the courage that you want, have the confidence that you need, and the consistency that will get you to the next stage in your life. We are all on the same journey, although we may take different paths. I have some questions. Where are you now? Think about what is working for you and what isn't. What is pleasing? What is frustrating? Different areas of your life. Where can you grow? Where are you doing well? Are you doing your best? What's your biggest challenge right now? And what's your biggest asset right now in this season? Think about all the reasons for your successes and your failures. Where are you stuck? Why are you stuck? Where did you win? Why did you win? Where are you stagnating? Why are you stagnating? Where are you happy? Why are you happy? Where are you hurting? Why are you hurting? Where do you have hope? Why do you have hope? Where do you feel hopeless? Why do you feel hopeless? This season of walking through glass is all about quieting the inner critic, hefa, that stops you from living your best life. If you want to quiet those negative voices and remove your limited beliefs, you have to have some tough conversations with yourself. Those conversations are going to take courage and confidence. Don't worry, I got your back. I got you. This season is all about building confidence, maintaining courage, even in tough situations, and owning your I am story. 50% of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. So you have to get clear so that you can be confident and show up consistently. I will tell you, I know about that journey. One of the things I began to share is one of the defining moments, what I call it, my recovery moments. And I can now share this story without crumpling because I began to own it and see how pivotally that this was what I needed to elevate to the next version of my greater self. I share the story of, you know, my last divorce. Yeah, I said my last divorce. Why? Because I've been divorced twice. So when you keep thinking, wow, how does she know this? And I tell people, I've been through some things. I've been through some things. It took me 48 years to get this fabulous. And I'm still growing and I'm still changing and I'm still owning and I'm still figuring it out. But I'm p- applying very strategic steps to get there. and that is what walking through glass is about, is sharing the steps. It wasn't about breaking through the glass ceiling, it's walking through the actual proverbial glass that spread around, that makes me question who I am as a woman, as a mom, as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister, as the best version of myself. And if people ask, well, how, what happened? And there's been many happenings. There's been many small pieces to that, but they culminated at one massive point in my life. And that was at the time that I knew that my last marriage, that I was done. You see, it had been a rough couple of years and the battle of, should I stay? Should I go? Um, What do I do? Who am I outside of this marriage? And Again, when it rains, it pours, right? I also was going through one of the most tumultuous times of my career, my professional career. I had position and I had power and I had a really nice paycheck, but my purpose was lost in that. And my peace was shot to hell personally, professionally, and even spiritually. And I questioned, I questioned my faith. And I doubted my fortitude in that. But this defining moment that I'm going to share with you really, I realized was my is part of my comeback story. It's part of my comeback story. You see, I had come home because I'd been living overseas. Those of you who've been following me for a while know that I spent 16 years overseas working with the Department of Defense, a little bit about. My background, just to set the stage for you, is that I'd been in education over 25 years with the last um, eight, to almost 10 years of that time being a school administrator. And it was a rough journey. And people thought she's a golden child, but they didn't understand what was happening beneath, this, beneath the surface. In that, And my ex-husband had retired from the military and he made a promise, I'm going to follow you. I can follow you. I'm going to go where you go. However, once he retired and I'm not going to say that there wasn't issues before, but that's for a whole nother episode and a whole nother chapter out of my life. Y'all I'm going to be sharing you all the tea um, for those that want to get to know me a little bit more Um, things that I hadn't shared before. Why? Because I needed to process them and digest them myself to get to this point, to share them with you. And as I share these with, you know, that this is part of my healing journey. Will I tell you every single thing? No, because I don't think that it's needed and maybe I'm not ready yet. I don't know. I'm not going to process and dig deep into that particular space, but what I will tell you is that I'm going to be honest and authentic because if my story and my testimony helps you make some decisions and realize that you're not out there by yourself, then that's again what walking through glass is all about. I am my sister's keeper and my brother's cheerleader. So. I got to a point and getting to the, the crux of the story is that I came home from, you know, one of my annual visit to the house because my ex-husband, had decided that he wanted to go back to our home in in Georgia and my son actually had went back with them and they were living in our house. And I was the one that was commuting, you know, over 5,000 miles periodically um, through the course of those 13 months. Um, to really try to keep our family together because we had a plan or so I thought about what we were going to do. And as the very fabric was breaking within that relationship, I kept holding on because I heard the echoes of moms and women's advice past of, you know, you just deal with it. You just, you know, you just marriage is hard. You don't give up on, you know, marriage. So it didn't matter that, um, you know, that, he cheated and that he lied and, and that, you know, there was a host of other things that were there that the infidelity, the, 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 the shaming. And again, I'll get into this in another episode is that I didn't even realize the toxicity and that I was in a domestic violence situation because I always thought domestic violence was very overt. It was very physical, but the mental and the psychological torture and the role that it played on really who I was and my ability to stand confidently in my i am story i watched for over 10 years it just be un- unraveled and again what i will talk about this season is identifying you know narcissism within your relationships and also the narcissism narcissism that may actually exist in you so you guys are going to have a really um, robust season, and if you didn't know me before, I guarantee you, season three, you're gonna know a lot about me, and also about the stories and the women that are coming to share um, with you. So, back to the story. <laughs> As I said, well, we came to the pati- a particular point, and I just kept praying. I said, God, I, I don't want it to be about me, because here's the truth: I wasn't an innocent player in the unraveling of this. I did my own dirt. I had my own, um, what I call it getting back, <laughs> you know, at him. I had all of these other things that I was doing that really wasn't about the essence of me. It was about the brokenness of me. So I hit, a, I hit this point where I was like, okay, God, I, I know that there's something better. I deserve something better, but I don't want my ego to get in the way of my excellence. And what happens when I leave then what, and let me add this other piece. It wasn't about money because I was the primary breadwinner. So it wasn't that I thought I was going to be broke. It was, I thought I was going to be broken. And what do I do getting, I'm going to be divorced twice. Oh my God. What does that say about me? So Heffa went to town. So over the course of that two years where I really could see and knew that things were just not going um, in the direction that was going to get me to my next grader, um, my body began to suffer. My health began to suffer. My relationships, I began to drink more and talk less. I began to go into myself and I was able to really mask the inner turmoil and show the outer face of being the supportive, you know, friend and being the dynamic principal and being the woman that other women said, Oh, I want to be her. She has it all together. But on the inside, everything was broken. So when I say, I know what it's like, I've been there. I just want you to understand that. So I've been there. So when I'm sharing about, These strategies. I am not speaking because, as a researcher, I've studied them. So, yes, there is scientific um, research. There are best practices that's research based. But what it comes together with is my intrinsic knowing because I've been there. So, I sat at the table and as I looked around the room at the house that my money put the down payment on, the furnishings that my money, you know, bought. And although again, like I said, he had a a role in that, but as I looked around, I sat at the table and feeling like a stranger in my own home, because again, I had become the visitor popping in and out and I knew I was just grossly unhappy. I mean, grossly unhappy and, and depressed and it was manifesting in so many different ways because what's happening on the inside of you is going to come out on the outside of you, which is why, again, 50% of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hold that nugget, okay? Hold that. Internalize that. You will hear me say it repeatedly. 50% of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hold that. So it came to a point when I realized I got to make some changes. I I got to and I said, okay, God, please let me know. I need to know if it's me. I, I need to get clear. So we sat at the table on this visit and it was a rough couple of days that I had been home and and he'd done his usual psychological warfare, ignoring me. I'm invisible, then I'm kind of there, then, you know, back and forth. And I just, you know, moved around like a ghost in my own house. And so we sat at a table and he sat down and we began to have a conversation. Or so I thought. And in the middle of the conversation, and those of you of exorcist fame, that Linda Blair moment when she was possessed by these demons and her head spun around right before she vomited out that green goo. um, He started talking to me. It was like something came over. So I know this was a divine drop in. It was like something came over him. And he began to spew out the most vile. The most horrific things about what he really thought of me, thought about me, even how long he's hated me and all of these things, all of these things. And as he spoke about how horrible of a mother I was, how I was no good as a wife, and how I chose profession and job and power over relationships, and so he attacked my womanhood. He just went all in. He called me everything but a child of God, okay? And I sunk lower and lower in that seat, at that table, in the house that my money bought. The table that my money built and I took everything in and I could feel myself sinking lower and lower and lower until he kept going and he was on a roll. He said something that woke me up out of a fog. And I remember that part the most I remember it the most because it was when I woke up. It was when it it was the key to unlock who I was and who I am, he said to me. And remember, it was a whole tribute of horrible, horrific things. And I must tell you this, I'd be remiss. The reason why they impacted me so hard because these are the things that I've been saying to myself. This was the Heffa in me who had been saying this when I had to go to work or because of my role in my position, I had to leave my son at home or because I was making a better life for us that I had to make some tough choices. And so I did question, am I a good mom? I did question, am I a great wife? I did question all of those things. And I knew, because the Heffa knows, all of your shortcomings knows all the times where you thought you were lesser than all of it. So as he kept going and going and going, but remember Heffa knows the thing that you're not so great at, but Heffa also knows what your, what your superpower is, knows what your giftedness is. So there's always two sides to what I say is the Heffa coin. So when he said this, he said, You are the dumbest, stupidest woman I've ever met. It was like a lightning bolt to my spine. I popped up so quickly in that chair. And I looked at him. And in that singular moment, it was like the skies opened up. And the leprechauns start raining Golden coins of confidence all over my body. Because here's the thing. I told you to hold on to this. 50% of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. And see, from the time I was the wee lassie and I could remember, I knew I was smart. Not just smart, but smart as shit. The way my genius is set up even shocks me. Since the time I was a young child. I always knew I was smart. So when I questioned my ability in so many other areas, I knew the one thing is I was smart. You see 50% of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Because when life gets tough and you are shaken here and there, what's inside of you will come out. When you shake the cup, if you got coffee inside, coffee is gonna come out, not water. So what was buried inside of me was the fact that I knew I was smart. So surrounded by all those doubts and that criticism and that, you know, negative beliefs and limited beliefs about who I was, at the core of that, I knew I was smart. So when he said that, I woke up. It was I woke up. It was exactly what I needed to hear. So I know what you might be saying. Oh my gosh, how horrible. It was horrible for him, but it was the blessing for me because it woke me up out of a stupor a stupor of sabotage, a stupor of self neglect, a stupor of, you know, negative self image about myself. Because in that moment, I realized. He didn't know me. If he could say that to me, he didn't know me. So, everything he said before, could that also be a lie? Could that be a lie? Because my truth is, my truth is, that's the owning your power of your I am story is so critical. The truth is, he had been speaking things that I had been speaking to myself. And at that moment, I knew I needed to speak differently to me. Once again, it's not what What they think about you, it's what you think about you and it's rooted in what you say about yourself. That's the power in owning your I am story and knowing who you are. Is it a battle? Absolutely. But in that moment, as I set up taller, I set up straighter and I looked across from him and I crossed my arms and I leaned in. I leaned in because I want him to tell me more because every word that he began to say, every bit of the compost he was throwing at me was a powerful growth mechanism for me to own and grow into the next greatest version of myself, of my I am because the truth in what he was speaking was rooted in the lie of his words. And I knew that from the inside out. I knew it from the inside out at that moment. And at that moment, I made a conscious choice. A conscious choice that I am the author and the finisher of my divine narrative. The one thing, the one thing I have complete power and control over 100% of the time is my mindset, what I believe and think about who I am. And from that moment on, not only was the Lead Her Shift movement was born, but I realized that I had to do some work. I had to dig in and I had to put some strategies and use my superpowers, my genius, and begin to do the inner work to heal the hurt. Heal the hurt so that I can hear the truth of my I am. And that now with me healing the hurt, hearing the truth, I can see Hefa for who she really is. She is me and I am her. But I have to get her in check because she's there to protect me. And so I need to be aware of when something is life-threatening and she's warning me and I also need to know when she's trying to protect me so that I don't have to feel, because you have to feel it to heal it. And in going through this journey, walking through this glass, I am the biggest, boldest, most beautiful, bravest version of myself. And so it wasn't just one moment. It was an accumulation of micro pieces. But there was an explosion, a cataclysmic transition moment was in that where I decided, girl, you better get your ish together. Because it wasn't about just doing it for me. And I'll go into this in other episodes. It was that I had Xavier. What is my son thinking? Here is my son sitting in a house being raised by a man who thinks this about his mother, by his dad who thinks this about his mother. And that was all I needed to say, okay, I know that I'm done. And at that moment I said, okay, I can actually file for a divorce. Thank you. This was the divine knowing I needed to make the next move. Was it easy and has it been easy? Heck no. Trust me, you're going to get more of that (laughs) throughout the season. I share And candidly and openly share my story with you and with others. Why? Because I am my sister's keeper and my brother's cheerleader. We are stronger together, but it's the power of our stories of knowing, well, what was that moment? What was that moment for you? Have you hit that moment yet? Are you in, where are you on your journey? What class are you walking through? So, It is with great pleasure and great honor that I bring you the rawest season of Walking Through Glass, the podcast ever, because it's in me sharing my testimony, what I call my testimony, the journey of me on the road to my I am and the journey that I stay on, that I wish to inspire you to show up and be the best version of you To own your I am story as you walk through the glass. And I would like to leave you with a golden nugget to help you finish 2020 strong. Spend some time learning who you really are and unlearn who they told you to be or what your circumstances and situations made you believe about yourself. Make the unconscious conscious by having a real conversation with your fears, question your emotions and interview your feelings. You need to have an inner court. Okay. And you be the trial attorney, the defense attorney and the judge at one time. Find time to get quiet this week and love on yourself. Write down one thing today that you love about you the real you, and know that I believe in you and challenge you to hold your image. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Walking Through Glass, the podcast. Know that you have the power and the authority to transform your situation. So get clear about what you really want which will lead to you being confident about who you are called to be and allow you to stay consistent on how you are called to serve walking through glass is available on itunes iHeartRadio, pandora google music play and podbean we would really appreciate it if you would leave a review and share Walking Through Glass the Podcast with bold, brilliant, and beautiful women in your life. Until next time, keep embracing the journey. We are in this to.